Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend, the last, well, should I say the last? I think I'm going to have one more next week, but a very special Christmas edition of uh, Sports Urban Legend, oh, my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course, where my mom. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm doing okay. I mean, I'm feeling a little under the weather, but... Other than that, I'm doing all right. But uh, today's show, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Garrett Cole signing, and you know what else is going on in the hot stove. Uh, the Mets um, restructuring UNSS for this contract, and uh, you know what moves they should do as a result of that. Um, I guess we'll talk about the the Knicks. Recent uh, play, you know this. You know this holiday season. Um, also talk about WWE. You know the TLC pay per view. Our thoughts. You know about the the pay per view. And uh, you know an unlikely alliance that um, you know stemmed from it on, on SmackDown. But um, you know most importantly. And of course, NFL as well. But uh, most importantly, you know, we'd love to hear from you. You know, if you'd like to give us a call. And um, yeah, with, with that said, let's let's um, yeah, let's start with the the Garrett Cole introduction. And you know, he started off his um his introduction on the right track because um. He he surprised a lot of people by bringing the 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 fan sign that he created. Um, I think in the 2001 World Series, you know, when the Yankees, uh, you know, battled the D-backs that that series, and he had a um uh, he had a, a he was um I guess photographed back in 2001 holding up a sign saying, you know, Yankee fan. Um, you know, today Yankee fan forever. I mean, to paraphrase what he said, um, and uh, he brought that actual sign that got discolored, but um, it was actually literally the same sign he saved all those years. In so it was closet. a nice. Oh, what did you say? In his closet. Yeah. So you know, it was a nice touch that you know he he held onto the that poster near and dear to him, and you know. Yankees gave him 300 and 324 reasons to fulfill his destiny and finally put on the Yankee pinstripes as an actual player. So, you know, um, he had his press conference, but, you know, most importantly, you, you, you know, being the diehard uh, Yankee fan on the show, what's your thoughts on the whole um, introduction? And what do you think Gary Cole has to do in order to solidify himself as a true Yankee. 
Well, I mean, uh, I I saw uh, highlights of the introduction. I didn't see like the full thing, but I did see, you know, the uh, of course his, um, you know, him talking to the reporters, him answering their questions, um, and then the you know him bringing out that old sign that he had um, from his childhood when he brought it to the 2000 World Series. Um, I, it was a great introduction. You know, he said everything right. And, you know, all he has to do now is just win, you know, for him to solidify, you know, himself in Yankee history to earn those pinstripes, he's got to pitch big in the postseason and win us a championship. And if he does that, he's a Yankee, you know, he could win 20 games in the regular season. But if he doesn't win the big game in the postseason, then it's never going to matter. You know, he, he idolized Andy Pettit, you know, uh, growing up. So he's got a pitch like Andy Pettit because, you know, when Andy Pettit got to October, the game won. Uh-huh. You know, so he, for him to win the hearts of Yankee fans, he's got to bring us that title and pitch perfect in the postseason. Well, not pitch perfect in the postseason, but he's got to be money in the postseason, just like yeah. that contract we gave him. Yeah, you're you know? not, when you so, say perfect, you're not meaning a Don Larson. <laughs> No, not a perfect game, game, you know, but just pitch well enough to win us, you know, pitch big in the postseason. Be that ace that we've been longing for, you know, for the last uh, few years. So hopefully he can give us that, you know. But it it was a great week. It was Jericho week pretty much. And, um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. Okay, so, look, okay, here's the – so – for him to be a, a true Yankee, he doesn't have to win multiple championships. He just needs to win one and pitch well in the. Yeah, if he wins just one championship, that'd be good. That'd be good. I mean, of course, with that contract, you expect him to win more. You know, bring us more championships. But if he wins one here, this year, this upcoming year, you know, yeah, he, he'll definitely put himself uh, in Yankee history and you know win the hearts of the Yankee fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, all he has to do, it's kind of like Bryce Harper with the Phillies. So he, he signed a massive 13-year contract. But, you know, if he if he brings them a title, you know, that, that huge, you know, huge contract, um, you know, will be worth it. And yeah. same thing for Gary Cole. You know, he has a huge deal, you know, nine, nine years, 324. He wins a title. You know he could he'll definitely solidify himself as a Yankee. I wouldn't say he's a he'd be an all time great Yankee. You know, kind of like LeBron James signing with the Lakers. You know, for him to be an all time great Laker, he had to um he had to bring the Yankee, the Lakers a, a dynasty. Obviously, he hasn't won a title yet with the Lakers. I mean, he you know he um he had a horrible year injury plagued year last year his first season this year. They're the second best team, only to the Bucks. Who the Bucks are going to be, you know, they're again they're whooping the Knicks behind. Last time I saw today, but yeah, for me, Garko, I agree with you. He has to win a title to to put himself as a Yankee to be a true Yankee. But for him to be on the upper echelon, Monument Park, Yankee, he has to win a couple of titles. Yeah, definitely, definitely does. So. Uh, we'll dynasty see. would would put him in that in that level because you know on on the other side of uh you know 
the city with the Mets, you win the title or you at least get the Mets to the World Series. I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you know, you're golden in this city. You win a tie, a championship, which is even rare, you know, in Queens. I mean, you, I mean, you're, you made it, you know what I'm saying? But with the Yankees, the, the standard is different. You know, going to the World Series is not, is not enough. Winning yeah. it all is, is what it's all about. Definitely, definitely. So we'll see. You know, we'll see. It'll be a great next season next year. A lot of expectations for Cole. Mm-hmm. See if he lives up to those expectations. And, you know, the Yankee fans, like yourself, are hungry because uh, oh, yeah. this past decade was the first time since, what, the nineteen the 1910s. Well, well, I should say since the 1980s, since the Yankees haven't uh, went to the World Series. Yeah. But this, but this would be. This is also the first decade since the 1910s that the Yankees haven't won a World Series. So. Right. I mean, haven't? Yeah. Well, ha- we, right. I did say that. Right. So. No wait. Uh, did yeah, I say that right? No, it's no. In the 1980s, they, they, they didn't win a championship. This was the first time they didn't go yeah. to the World Series since 1980s, and this would be. This no, is since the, first the 1910s. Time. You mean? Yeah. No wait. This is the first time they wait. Let me think. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It is nineteen tens because they did go in eighty yeah. one. What am I trying to yeah. this something I'm trying to this something in the eighties. I mean they they went to the They didn't win in the eighties. They, they didn't win, win in the eighties. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I'm trying to say. Let me re let me rephrase what I'm saying. This is the first time they did not win a championship in a decade since the nineteen eighties. Right. Right. But this is the first time they didn't go to the World Series since the nineteen tens. There you go. Let's put that yeah. asterisk star <laughs> To make sure, because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm definitely saying the opposite way because that doesn't, that mathematically doesn't make sense. So I had to <laughs> correct myself as I'm talking. Call it audible, but yes, you heard, you heard the, you, you heard the deal. So Yankees are definitely, you know, they're trying to, you know, get that, well, what, 28 World Series. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens in October. And, uh, Shifting gears from one local uh, diehard New York baseball fan to another, uh, Rick Porcello, you know, the former Detroit Tiger and former um, uh, Boston Red Sox who, you know, helped the, the Red Sox win a championship in 2018. He, you know, he's a local kid who also came home to to New York. I mean, obviously the the pressure – it pales in comparison to what uh, Garrett Cole is facing, you know, in pinstripes. But uh, Rick Purcell, you know, he's he's historically been a good pitcher prior to last year when he kind of was, you know, analytic conscious and changed his, his um, you know, his pitching style and repertoire. And, you know, he got he got lit up like a Christmas tree this past year. But, um, you know, he's motivated to turn his season around. He signed a one-year, $10 million contract. Uh, group of uh, Mets fan, um, you know, especially the 2000 Mets team was, uh, you know, a very integral team that he followed, you know, as a kid. And, um, you know, like Andy Pettit was to Gary Cole, Al Leiter, was uh, that for um, Rick Porcello and uh, Leiter even, you know, 
um, you know, you know, um, basically reached out to him to try to, you know, get him to be a Met. And according to Porcello, the Met was the, the Mets were the first team that reached out to him, and that was the team he 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 zeroed in on because you know he watched the progress of the young team, you know, you know from the outside looking in when as a member of the Red Sox, you know, the hungry young team of Pete Alonso, the, the reigning rookie of the year who hit 53 home runs, set the record, a Met and rookie record, of course. And of course, Jeff McNeil, who had a phenomenal season that everybody thought he would just be a, you know, a table setter, a one, a one, a leadoff or a two hitter. But then he hit, he morphed and hit 23 home runs, you know, similar to Daniel Murphy after he left the Mets and went to the Nationals. Um, you got Rosario finally living up to that um, hype that you know the Mets had for him. Um, and then, of course, you know, you got the, the, the starting pitching, you know, with with uh, the Guam winning back-to-back um, signing award winners, arguably the, still the best pitcher in the game. I know you you think Gary Cole is right now, now that he put up, he magically put on the pinstripe, but I guess we'll talk about that in a few seconds. But, um, yeah, they got this, you know, that they had, you know, one of the best starting rotations uh, in the game last year. They did take a huge hit, losing, you know, a, a young flamethrower in Zach Wheeler. But um, if Porcello could regain his form, uh, maybe not his twenty six his twenty sixteen form. I mean, that's that'd be amazing. But I think that might be asking too much for him. I think he's thirty one years old. So I mean, it's theoretically it's not mathematically impossible. But you know, if he could get us anything close to that 2016 version of Rick Porcello. And then not to mention they signed Michael Walker, who, who was a phenomenal pitcher with the Cardinals um, several years ago, especially in 2013, you know, if they could get anything out of those guys and then the bullpen somehow improves, which to me, I think they should sign Bartanzas at the minimum. If they could make some improvements with this bullpen and Diaz and Familiar can bounce back from this horrible season, you know, Mets Mets could, you know, surprise some team. And But then again, as of right now, they're the fourth best team in their division because everybody in the NL East has improved. So we'll see what happened with that. What, what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, the Mets definitely need some bullpen help. Um, and, that, you know, some uh, – probably some more power in the lineup too, you know, mm-hmm. some more pop. There's some guys out there that they can go after or trade for. Their Cubs are trying to trade away uh, um, Schwaber, Schwaber, mm-hmm. whatever his Yeah, so, I mean, maybe, you know, Mets do have some pieces in the minor leagues to trade, so maybe they could trade for those guys, add more power to the lineup, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, you know, the, the, they've been – Rumored to going after Marte from, uh, you know, from Pirates, or even in a lesser extent, um, you know, Lindor from uh, the um, the Indians. But you know, all those 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 rumors are are basically dead right now because you know, all these teams want to get uh, Jeff McNeil, which mm. to me I think he's yeah. untradeable. He, he's 
to me right there, he's right up there with with Alonzo, Conforto. Um, I make me well, yeah. I, I would even put Rosario. I would say he's borderline untradeable. And of course, you know you got Degrom, of course. Right. I would, me personally, I would put Syndergaard in there. But um, yeah, I I think. To me, those guys should be untradeable for the Mets, untouchable for the Mets, because you 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 want to you want to improve this offense, you want to improve this team in every possible way, and you cannot subtract a young, talented guy in McNeil, inexpensive guy in McNeil, homegrown Mets, you know, and you you get rid of him, and yeah, you could get a, you 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 upgrade, but as you, you know, as you're very familiar with. You know, defense wins champions and home homegrown guys. You know, you need homegrown guys to win the title. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, True. not yeah. to mention, of course, you need that you know wily veteran to lead the the young guys to the promised land. But you you definitely need homegrown guys. You can't you can't have a mercenary your your team full of full full of you know mercenaries coming for the highest bidder. You need some homegrown guys who are hungry, talented, and want to put put whatever um city they're playing for on the map. So I agree. Definitely need to, you know, um continue to build from the miners, you know. They you know, they got some nuggets in uh McNeil and um again the other guy's name already. Alonzo. Uh, Alonzo, you know. Those guys are gonna be stars in this league. So hopefully, you know, they can continue to groom what some of these players that they have in the minors and they can come up and, you know, help the Mets out. Uh, absolutely. And here, here's what I, here's what, my solution to how the Mets can improve the team. One, sign Delibetanzas. I think that's a, that's a, um, you know, they definitely have to do that too, you know, which goes back to the Betanzas. They, they, um, you know, because um, Cespedes has injured himself you know, years ago on a, you know on a on a horse breaking the contract, mm-hmm. the Mets yeah the Mets uh, restructured his contract uh, a few days ago, which basically the, instead of him getting paid play, a little over twenty nine million dollars, he's gonna be paid as low as six million dollars. You know, wow. that's a huge pay cut. That's a huge pay cut to him for him like. You know he he does have the potential to make back up to twenty million dollars in incentives if he regains his form that the, the form that he bragged about to um um Eduardo Perez who um he, who um a few days ago Eduardo Perez revealed that Cespedes confided in him during um you know when where Eduardo Perez was one of the finalists for the Mets job which ultimately um was won by uh Carlos Beltran. And apparently he confided in him, you know, during that time that um that he feels like he's you know, he's gonna um he's he's gonna hit like fifty two home runs. And um basically he's gonna be he's gonna play at least one hundred forty games. He's gonna he, he feels like he's gonna regain his form. So you know, a lot of as a result, a lot of teams have been calling the Mets to see what they could get for Cespedes. So, you know, you know how Cespedes is when it's a walk year. 
and uh, you know he gonna be a free agent. That's when he, that's when he shows up and you know puts up big numbers. So, you know that's something to keep an eye out for. So, you know that that that's one thing. Two, they need to sign a backup catcher who 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 has like leadership skills, like let's say a, a Russell Martin, even though he's, you know he's he's up there, he's a little over the hill. Or you sign a, a young promising guy like um like Castro, you know who's a free agent, you know who's 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 a decent um, you know throws out base runners. So they need they need they definitely need a backup catcher, you know, to um provide some leadership, you know, in that that position. And um, yeah, the the main thing, I mean, they need they just need to fix this bullpen, you know, it would be great to improve the offense if they could get a, a guy like, um, you know, Marte or Lindor or somebody like that. But, yeah, this team definitely needs to be improved on all facets of the game. Oh, yeah. To take them to that next level. Because they were a really talented team, but if they would have just had a decent bullpen, you know, they could they could have made some noise in the in the playoffs. But... It is what it is. But uh, shifting gears, uh, football, uh, the Giants, uh, Daniel Jones is going to return back at quarterback after Eli Manning turned back the clock and won what could have been his uh, last game of his career as a starter or even as a Giant. And um, you know, kudos to him. You know, Eli Eli Manning, man. He, you know, he turned he he um he he turned back that fountain of youth and and uh, led your guys to that to the um to the victory. Uh, what was your thoughts? Uh, Mac, you 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 still here? I guess Mac is speechless uh, about the the performance. But in any case, uh, I guess he'll come he'll be he'll come back when he when he can. But uh in any case, yeah, I think it's a good move that they, you know, they bring back Daniel Jones, you know, if he's healthy, he's healthy right now. They should put him back and let um you know, Manning right off into the sunset. And if uh, Jones has a setback, then you put you put Eli back in, you know, into the, you know, into the game. But to me, I think Manning had his storybook ending. He, you know, he finished his career. Well, potentially as of right now, because Manning did not reveal his re- retirement. But if he would retire, you know, you know, um, playing his last game, in the Meadowlands, in front of uh, the faithful Giant fans who who've seen his his entire career unfold. I mean, I think it would be a, a great story of book ending to what you know was a lost season for the Giants. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, shifting, you know, to the to the Jets. 
Um, you know, the Jets are they're gonna try to try to get a victory, you know, over um the Steelers. They're gonna be on the road. Um, you know, they you know they you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them. You know what I mean? Steelers, you know, as usual is a good team. And, you know, the the Jets, you know, they're they're trying to prove something. And, you know, hopefully they could they could uh pull an upset and, and get a victory. You know, in Pittsburgh. And then afterwards, uh, you know, after after that, the the final week, seventeen, you know, they're gonna they're gonna um, you know, go on the road against the the um the Bills, who just clinched a, a playoff spot, of course, along with the Patriots. So um, it would be great if the 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 Jets could somehow steal both games and finish strong, but. Uh, I don't think the odds are against are are in their favor, but you know that's why we play the games to see what happens. So yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely see um, what happens uh, after next week. But um, yeah, let, let, speaking of uh, WWE, uh, basically, you know they had the the pay per view event last week. And um, most notably, Bray Wyatt, you know, he, he defeated The Miz in his um, Fire, Firefly Funhouse um, version of his, uh, his character. And uh, as expected, the, 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 you know, um, Bray Wyatt won. But what was surprising was uh, Daniel Bryan showed off his new look you know, attacking uh, Bray Wyatt after Bray Wyatt successfully defended his title against, um, you know, The Miz, which was not not a surprise at all. Um, And then uh, then on SmackDown, they teamed up. uh, And um, uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan, arguably for the first time ever, maybe they they might have teamed up reluctantly during the NXT, the NXT um, version, um, you know, like when he was, um, you know, just before they were in Nexus, when they were doing that whole um, show back in the days. When yep. Daniel Bryan first showed up. Hey, Mac, you here? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, good to have you back, man. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, glad to have you back, man. Um, yeah, I, I, right now I'm talking about... Um, WWE, and I basically was saying that, you know, um, this is probably the first time that um, the yeah I was telling them how you know Bray Wyatt, you know, defeated the Miz as, as we both ex- expected, yep, and um, you know, ba- basically the Miz and Daniel Bryan um, tag team on SmackDown, and I was thinking in my head, this is probably the first time they both tag team together. Maybe they could have tag team like during that. Um, remember that um, NXT like what was it? See, probably season one. The season one of what was it? NXT that sh- the show. Remember the, the the show that they had. Uh, I remember. Before they just yeah. before they formed Nexus, when um <laughs> when the Miz was his teacher, maybe they could have tag team at that time. I'm not sure, 
I, I think they fought each other. I know they fought it, a million times. But I don't remember yeah. them tag teaming. Yeah, I don't think they've ever tag teamed before because they've always been on opposing sides. This is the first time they they've both been uh, baby faces. Yeah. They, you know, they could have. They might have been heels at the same time, but they still didn't like. They still didn't like each other. But this is the first time that they're both on the same page. Right. You know. So that's just definitely a match. I, I definitely gotta see. How well, that was, match but, had a at TLC between White and Miz. I mean that. That, that match was garbage, man. <laughs> yeah. We all knew that White was gonna dominate him. Oh yeah. The only the only, su- the only surprise was that Daniel Bryan popped up, you know, right. and attacked him. With a haircut. Yeah. Well, he did kind of <laughs> tease that he was gonna get a haircut when they dragged him down into hell and he was ripping out his hair. Right. But yeah, he, Daniel Bryan haven't looked like that since his uh his NXT days when he, when yeah. uh, Miz was his mentor. You would have thought he would have looked worse, like, since he was being tortured and brutalized for, like, at, at least a week or so. Uh, yeah, he, he <laughs> did look like a brand new person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you thought he would be, like, messed up. I, I think WWE kind of dropped the ball there. Yeah, I didn't he get it. At least, he should at least look like he got beat up badly and tortured. And then after SmackDown, after, you know, like, I, I guess almost a week later, he looks he he shows up like how he looks. He looked on SmackDown, right, right. Like he's you know he's better or something. But him being tortured and attacked, and then he comes back, you know, <laughs> like yeah. stronger than ever. They, they dropped the ball on that. I don't understand <laughs> what the point that was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, like it's it's like nothing ever happens. Yeah, there's a rumor that there's gonna be a fiend versus fiend match, which. I'm I'm guessing that's going to be a dumb as dumb as an idea as um, Undertaker versus Undertaker from like. Well, well, how, you, how are you gonna have that? They get they get split. <laughs> I guess. So you got so. someone pretend to be um, the fiend. The fiend when he has a mask. I guess so. I mean, this is gonna be this is a dumb idea. I hope they don't do this, but knowing WWE, they're gonna do something like this. That's dumb. Uh, I'm trying to think. What, well, at least what the Undertaker is? versus Undertaker. Was a a guy pretending to be Undertaker, a fake Undertaker when under, the real Undertaker was buried in a casket, right? You know, and then the uh, the real Undertaker came back, and then fought the fake one, and ended up, you know, becoming the overall real one in the WWE. Yeah. But but that was a more interesting storyline than what they're trying to do here because mm-hmm. this is just one person, right. you know. So I don't know. I don't know how they do can do that. And um I'm trying to think other matches that was on that pay per view. There was Roman Reigns versus um Braun Strowman not Braun Strowman, what, what am I thinking? Um Baron Corbin or King Corbin. And of course he had a bunch of interference which led to uh Corbin winning, which we all knew that that's the only way that Corbin could beat uh Roman Reigns. Right. That match sure turned out to be better than I expected, you know. Not bad, but I, I, I knew uh, Corbin was gonna find a way to win. Yeah, I thought Roman Reigns was gonna win, but I should have known that. Uh, the only way he would he could win is potentially if he had a um interference. But I thought it would I thought Roman Reigns would still would you know beat him, but that wasn't the case, especially after you know Corbin dropped um dog poop all over him. Yeah, 
But, but in any it case, was okay. That was an all right match. Corbin got his butt kicked. Him and um, him and um, Dolph Ziggler got their butt kicked by the aforementioned Miz and Daniel Bryan. Uh, I'm trying to think what other matches was there. Um, I think New, New uh, Day. De- who did New Day defeat? Was it the Revival? I'm trying to remember who. Did. No. Was it uh, New Day defeated uh, um, the Revival. Yeah. It was a Revival. In the ladder match. So they. Oh yeah, right. They definitely. They, yeah, they they retained. And uh, Kofi Kingston. Um, you know he hit. He hit the. Um, I'm trying to remember which member it was. I think it was Dawson. No, which one? There's Dawson and Wilder. I think there's another one. Uh yeah, Dawson and Wilder. Yeah, correct. I think Wilder's the ball headed one. If I'm remembering right, right. It's got Dawson and Dash Wilder. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, Kofi he hit he hit he hit um the ball head one. I think it's Wilder. If I'm remembering right. I think it is. You know, yeah, with, I think it was with the with the belt. Uh, for whatever reason, it escapes my mind. I usually know their name, <laughs> which is which, but. I but think it was Wilder, though. He hit him on the head with the belt and, you know, sent him down. But, yeah, that was a great match. High yeah, flying match. Good. Oh, what did you say? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that was a good match. And, uh, you know, Kofi and, uh, Kofi and uh, Big E retains. You're still the seven-time WWE Tag Team Champions. Um, let me see, what are the matches? Uh yeah, Bobby Lashley versus uh, Rusev, of course. Yep. Uh, Lashley lost. One, I should say. Yeah, as I expected as well. As expected, because you know they. No, actually, no. Play. I said Rusev was win with win this. Oh one. yeah, yeah. You did say you yeah, you did say Rusev was going. I yeah. thought Lashley would win because I had a feeling they were going to milk this story, and sure enough, they did. Because Raw, um, Lana made Rusev. Uh, Lana made Lashley propose to her. <laughs> Which I mean that that just goes without saying. Yeah. Making a big scene, she's like, "Yes, just like we rehearsed it." <laughs> so yeah, they're they're um getting married apparently. Right. So that storyline's gonna continue. Um. Yeah, in this case, man, they they're never gonna put, make Bobby Lashley face Brock Lesnar. They just keep putting, keeping them in this mid card level. Yeah, I don't. Right now, it doesn't look good for that match to happen. Yep. They could have done it when uh, Lashley was a with uh, babyface. Yeah, or with Lilo Rush. Yeah, Leo Rush, I should say. But he just he he just recently lost his NXT Cruiserweight title. So he's what did he lose it to? I can't remember who it was. Let me try to think who it was. Was it Angel Garza? I think I can't. I can't remember. I have. I'd have to do. I'd have to do the research on who it was. Okay. I can't remember who it was. Um. And and uh, I think it was SmackDown. They were showing how, um, Andrade and what's her name? Um. Uh, Zelina Vega, their their partnership is breaking apart. No, really? Yeah. Wow. I missed but, I missed Mike on yesterday. 
Yeah, well, this this happened. I think the the, the week. I think this happened on. Uh, I think this happened last week's SmackDown because I didn't I didn't watch SmackDown either. I saw some of the highlights. Oh yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I just remember we was yeah we was, we, we we hanged out yesterday. Um, yeah, exactly. The Star Wars. So I'm like, yeah, we both. I'm I'm thinking about. I'm like, yeah, we both lost. We both they missed it, and yeah. I forgot. We I totally forgot. We we both saw the, the movie. Star Which Wars, I'll yeah. give a, I'll give a review on that next week. Spoilers, most likely, so you've been warned, and I'll even give um my thoughts. I guess spoilers on the Mandalorian also, since uh the the the, the final episode should be coming out next week as well. So, yes, I'll be a special Star Wars edition. Mix a little little sports in there too. There's some major news that fall down during that. Uh, you know, next week. I, let me think. What were the um, matches happening in TLC? Um, you had the the Kabuki Warriors against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Did you go over that one? Oh no, I didn't go on over that one yet. That match was, that, 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 I, I actually like really like that match. Yeah, it was a good match. I'm trying to remember who. I think the I'm trying to remember who, I think Kabuki Warriors won. That's what I'm Yeah, yeah, they beat them. The Kabuki Warriors beat uh, um, Charlotte and Becky. They won that match. And uh, finally got her revenge on those two. Yep. And. Uh, What's the final score of the next game? Uh, that's a good question. Or maybe actually, I guess we should. What, what other matches did we not cover in the TLC? No, I think I'm trying to think. Um, Alpha Black defeated Buddy Murphy. Yeah, there's no surprise there. Um, Viking Raiders. Um, and OC, and uh, ended in a double countout. That's that's dumb. And I, I think he went over to Azor Black and said, "Oh no, I just said that, right?" He, yeah, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Black, right? Alistair Black versus Buddy Buddy Murphy. Alistair yep. Black, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's all I could think of. Yeah. But yeah, I guess let's move on to the Knicks briefly. Uh, you know they've been playing better a lot lately, um, but um. Yeah, they even had the 143-point 100, uh, beatdown of the the Hawks, which, I mean, I know me and you have never seen it. I was thinking to my mom, like, I've never seen the Knicks dominate a team like that. And literally, it was true because the last time they, apparently that happened was like 39 years ago. So we literally never, we, we never, we literally never saw it be, something like that happen. Yeah. Un- that's uncharacteristic of the Knicks. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they gave it 120 points. That's pretty much characteristic of the Knicks in the, these past 20, well, I wouldn't say 20 years, since what, yeah. 18 years or so. Well, not maybe not 18, 17. 17 years of the Knicks. They've right. been doing that. Ever since Van Gundy left, you know, this has been the, the um, identity of the Knicks, man. 
a team that historically was known for their defense, most recently of the the, the you know the '90s Knicks, and then that little small sample in 20, 2013, the you know that Jason Kidd, Tyson Chandler Nick team. But other than that, bad play, you know, Nick plays, you know, synonymous. But we've never seen a a Knicks play like the All Star game. But you know, these past couple of games, they've reverted back to their old old ways. Yeah, it looks like they lost tonight, one hundred three, actually one twenty three, one hundred two. Got blown out. Of course, by the Greek freak. Yep, the but Bucks are a great team. Yeah. Mhm. They're the best team in basketball right now, for sure. So, yeah, looking you know. looking that way. They beat the Lakers the other night. Mhm. It's a little fight that the best record in the NBA. Mhm. So no surprise there. And then they beat up on the Warriors recently, but of course, you know the the Warriors didn't have Steph Curry playing, and of course, you know Clay Thompson was gone for the rest of the year, so. Yep. Which, which, um, you know, which is you know surprising how the how the mighty have fallen. The Warriors, man, they're one of the worst teams in the game man, in, the, in the NBA. Yeah, injuries, man. Injuries can kill a team. Yep. And not to mention Durant leaving. Yep. Definitely took a toll on the team. But there, this, this, um. This off season, this um off season for the for the Warriors, of them, you know, on top of the mountain all the way to the, you know, you know the bottom of the quicksand right now, with the Knicks, man, it should be short lived because you know they they got you know smart people in their organization, so whatever top pick they all get, you know they'll. They'll put themselves back to where, and not to mention some smart free agent signings. They'll they'll be back to where they they've been for the past this this decade. Yeah, they've been. Um, I mean, they have talent on their roster. So, oh yeah, once those guys come back, Curry and Thompson, I mean, they should be fine. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I, I spoke about this earlier, but you, um, you were on, you were on the show, so, you know, what, what's your thoughts on Eli's performance? I thought Eli had a great game. Um, well, not great, but I, you know, a very good game to end his uh, Giants career. Um, you know, I think now he finishes with a 500 record with that win mm-hmm. um, last week. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good send off. For him, you know, they had a good game. I mean, of course, it was against the Dolphins, but right, you know, still, still, still had a good game. And now uh, we see Daniel Jones starting again this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, Eli's family passed the torch to Daniel Jones to, you know, lead this team to hopefully a championship in the near future. But yeah, man, it's uh, kind of sad. You know, to see uh, Eli's last hurrah, but, you know, mm-hmm. and it's time to move on, you know. And uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Eli will move on to another team. I think, you know, once the season's over, I think he'll just decide to retire. 
Yeah, I think so too. Because I think that's a perfect way to end his season. You know, he, you know, he had his last hurrah, like a gunslinger. You know, and um, you know, he won his final game at home. Potentially, his, potentially his, his final game at home. You have Daniel Jones start these last two games, and you know, have Eli walk off into the sunset. The only thing that would have made it perfect is if, you know, they would have uh, won the Super Bowl. But other than that, you know, he got the two rings already, so yeah. this place is um, more than secure, you know, in uh, with the Giants. So great finish for his for his career. It was, yeah. Great way to go out, yeah. And you know his his record is five hundred. It's not a sub five hundred record, so it's even better. Yep. Any thoughts about uh, the Jets game versus Steelers tomorrow? Well, uh, you know the Steelers defense is a very good defense, so Jets have a lot of. I mean, they're going up against a very great team. Well, the Steelers aren't great, but their defense is great. So, you know, they they're gonna have, have to be on their A game tomorrow. You know, try to exploit maybe the Steelers' run defense, which is okay, not great. But I think they tomorrow they need to run the ball a lot. You know, give Le'Veon the ball. Don't try to mm-hmm. throw it against that Steelers secondary because they are good, especially against his former team. Yeah, you know he's gonna be motivated. Yeah, I see him having a big day, a big day tomorrow against his former team, so... Yeah, I totally agree with that. But right now, Steelers, they're just trying to make the playoffs right now, so, yeah, this game is... They're going to play with a sense of urgency tomorrow. Yeah, no doubt. They're like, what, 8-6? and six. Yeah. So, yeah, you know the Steelers are going to show up, for sure. Right. But, yeah, hopefully... Yeah, hopefully Jets can win these next two games, you know. And then, of course, they're going to be going against the playoff-bound Buffalo Bills um, for the final week after that. Yeah, Bills, you know, they had a good game against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They almost beat the Patriots today, but they came out short. Yeah, we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens for, for sure. And, uh any uh, last things you'd like to say? Uh, check out my show next week, IMAC. And come back here and check out Sports of the Legend. Saturday at his, ritual, at his usual time at 11. Only a block of radio. You're the guy. Um, I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, and, and I'll see you guys next week. Um, you know, Check out Sports of the Legend. Uh, should be back at his usual time. Uh, Saturday at 11. Check out the um, YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV. And uh, check out iMac every Saturdays at 10 on Block Talk Radio. He's a Macaulay Matthew. Merry Christmas again, folks. He's a Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramo, and I'll see you guys next week. Happy holidays. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.